The tennis fundamentals, the serve, the volley, and the smash. This month we are doing tennis. And what better way to take advantage of the great weather than with a game of tennis? I have no chance in the match. He's the number one in the world and I'm playing with the metal hit. Riverside. Thanks, Riverside. Uh for being our first sponsor. No, actually, we pay for Riverside ourselves. <laughs> In a way, they sponsor us. Um, Joe, can you tell us about Templeton Rye? <laughs> so uh, we were talking about this uh, off off camera a little bit <laughs> over the last hour. So Templeton Rye, uh, Iowa-based rye whiskey uh, from Templeton, Iowa. I, I So the story is... Uh, Al Capone would drive from uh, Chicago to Templeton to buy Templeton rye back in the day. There you go. I, I would, I would love this to be our first sponsor. Um, but until then it'll get us by on our first very long episode where we had tech glitches at the beginning and we're all a little, we're all a little tired, but we're all a little too excited <laughs> to not finish it out. We ran through the women's top 20 and more. And we're going to do the same for the men. Uh, this is Eastern time, 1117. Don't care. It's Tuesday. I have work tomorrow. Don't care. This is my real work. You're welcome, listeners. Um, we split the players up by research, odds and evens. Uh, I had Novak Djokovic. What did I learn? Um, you know, he's probably going to win the Australian Open, uh, but he's but he's suffering from an injury. Holman, do you have any concerns about Djokovic or are you still going to pick him when we so, do the Australian Open uh, preview? Remind me, was it last year or two years ago at the Aussie Open when he was supposedly injured and then was like running like a gazelle and ended up winning it all? I think that was last year. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think he'll be just fine. <laughs> I say all that to say I think he'll be just fine. Uh, I, I, he's going to be my pick for sure. What do you have on Alcaraz? So kind of like our, uh, <laughs> our short rundown of uh, Djokovic there. There's just not really much you can say about Alcaraz. Obviously he's going to be one of the greats, uh, Carlitos. Uh, so he's still just 20 years old. Obviously has two slams in his back pocket now. 2022 U.S. Open, 2023 Wimbledon. The 2023 Wimbledon finals against Joker was like one of the best tennis matches I've ever seen. That was incredible. Uh, he's won Indian Wells. He's won Madrid. Uh, let's see. Was the youngest male player and only male teenager to be ranked number one in the world. So he was 19 years old when he topped the rankings for the first time. Um, figures to be the guy in men's tennis for the next decade. Obviously, we'll talk about some other guys here in the top 10 that uh, he may have trouble with, but he's probably the guy. Um, so we'll see. Uh, interesting tidbits. I know we've talked about this a little bit last year. I'm going to bring it up again. Yannick Sinner uh, is 4-3 and three against Alcaraz, has a winning record against Alcaraz, so he may be the Alcaraz kryptonite. Um, maybe a long-time rivalry to come, hopefully, over the next decade. And my other interesting tidbit, uh, he's had some cramping issues that we've talked about last season as well. Uh, and he's tried some different things. He's taken shots of pickle juice uh, on changeovers. He's uh, 
done some done some things but yeah he's uh he's had some cramping issues for sure cramped at the french open which probably cost him the match back in i think that was 2022 i could be wrong maybe that was just last year uh and then was cramping at wimbledon as well but it still ended up winning the tournament so uh he's got that to deal with but obviously off to a great start for his young career what are you supposed to do if you cramp i i literally you're talking legs. If I have a cramp in my stomach, you, I remember that you pinch it. So, is that right? So, like, there's a like we used to call them cramps. Like, if you're like running and you get like winded, like a, and like it's like in your stomach, like a side cramp. Like, I think that's different. Like these, okay. these are like these are like muscle cramps. So, like hands on head. I don't know. I I mean, so like a muscle cramp is like you're dehydrated. So you're, you know, if you, if you're cramping, like the trainers are going to give you Gatorade, they're going to stretch you out. Stretching is the thing to do. And then like water okay, or like the, you know, like, like pickle juice or like something that's like super hydrate bananas. All right. Drink some water, Alcaraz. Um, <laughs> I, I, what I think is a huge call out about the upcoming Australian Open for Alcaraz is he is coming into the tournament with a new haircut. You're all going to notice it on TV. He's grown the hair out a little bit, and it's not just the sort of like sports boy. Uh, I had a buzz cut five months ago and it grew out. He he's kind of has a look now. I think that's a huge factor of intimidation. Okay, look look good, play good, huh? That's interesting. But guess who he has split semifinals with in the last two slams? Medvedev. Mm. Going back to Wimbledon, Alcaraz had to power through Medvedev to get to that glorious next generation victory over Djokovic. Um, in the U.S. Open, Medvedev took care of business and took, uh, took Alcaraz off the board. And then uh, sort of floundered against Djokovic. Australian Open will be interested to see how this lines up. A little bit of a who's coming next at the King rivalry brewing here. Medvedev and Alcaraz. Come for the King, you best come correct, man. Uh, so Medvedev is three, uh, currently ranked at number four, Yannick Sinner. Was that was that uh, the spiel on Medvedev? Yeah, hit center. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so number four, Yannick. Karota boys, where you at? <laughs> Twenty-two years old, still very young. Uh, as we mentioned, he might be a future rival or maybe current rival of Alcaraz uh, for many years to come. He's already won ten ATP events, uh, including a Masters one thousand. Uh, won the 2023 Canadian Open, yet to win a slam. Uh, his best finish in a slam was he made it to the semis at 2023 Wimbledon. Uh, and as Joe alluded to, his loyal loyal fan base that follows him to many tournaments, the Kurota boys, who <laughs> dress up in carrot costumes. Uh, very, uh, I, I love that tradition. Love it. And it started because Sinner uh, ate like a large, like, horse carrot that you would like feed to a horse like at a changeover at a at a, at a match and these guys uh, <laughs> kind of turned it into a whole fan base thing so i love it 
I thought it's because he has red hair. Uh, <laughs> so I, I looked into it a little bit and apparently he, I, I've seen the video. He like took out, he takes out this huge carrot and is like eating it during a changeover. So maybe it's a double, uh, double entendre there. <laughs> Not going to go any further with that one. Um, Listen, Andrei Rublev, he has the name of a great, uh, famous Russian painter and revolutionary. Congrats to him. Uh, it's also a famous Tarkovsky film. He's never been to a semifinal of a slam. I think we can skip right past him. <laughs> so uh, currently at number six, uh, Alexander Zverev. Uh, he goes by Sasha, which is his parents are uh, were originally from Russia and moved to Germany. So Sasha is the Russian nickname for Alexander. Uh, 26 years old. He has not won a slam. Uh, he's been ranked at number two as his career high. Obviously, he's been you know, in the top 10 for years now, other than I think he fell out due to injury. Obviously, had that nasty, nasty injury at the French Open. Uh, he's battled back, back into the top 10, so good for him. Um, yeah, the 2022 French Open is when he suffered that brutal injury. So. Yeah, good to see him back in the top 10, overcome uh, adversity. Um, so you you had talked about <clears> – <throat> actually, you know what? That's all I've got for him. <laughs> we might, Sorry, say that one more time. No, that, that's all I've got for him. I was going to say something, but we already talked about it last year. So – I'm a little more bullish on Zverev than you. It's not that you said you don't think he's doing awesome, but I know that you would have brought more enthusiasm to it. I, I think he is up here with Sinner, Medvedev, and anybody else. I think you're going to – I'll go ahead. Listen, usually I'm the color commentator, and, and Joe knows more what he's talking about. I think Zverev's going to a, a final this year. He 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 looks really strong. He He – he just looks badass. Um, he uh, play, played played a real insane one against Sinner uh, in the U.S. Open and beat him uh, last year that I was present for part of. Um, I skipped past Rublev really quickly. I think Zverev's the the real, real deal. More than realer than I'm looking at the list. Um, realer than Rublev. More than most of the. Realer than Rublev and as real <laughs> as Sinner and Medvedev. Okay. Zve uh, Zverev, yeah, right up there. So he did play in the U.S. Open Finals. He lost a dumb team back in, I think, like 2020 or 2021, maybe. Uh, but that, I don't know. That's COVID but, stuff, though. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, pre-injury, I was big on him. And, like, that injury was so nasty, it's tough to come back from. But he has. He's looking good. I mean, he was, like... For like before that injury, it was like Zverev, Medvedev, Sitsipas, like Berrettini were like always in the top ten. They're all like six yeah. foot five, like they were the guys. And now, uh, now Alcaraz is in there, but yeah, no, I I think that's a good pick. Make it to a finals this year. Uh so I had uh, another uh, ranking switch here between Zverev and Sitsipas. So I actually had Zverev, um, Sitsipas. Mm. Joe H 
is this the only men's or women's player you're willing to root against? No matter if if the if you don't know who they're playing against next, you're you're so magnanimous. Uh, I I'm not a huge fan of Sitsipas. Uh, so last year at Cincinnati, do you remember the the bee incident? There was like the buzzing bee. So <laughs> this is just classic Sitsipas. Just a just a glimpse the, into the, his personality. The bitch incident is that what you're saying? Bee. As in a, a bumblebee. So, oh, bumblebee. Oh, no, not, not the B word, like a, a bumblebee. So he stopped play because he thought a bee was around him. And it turns out it was like a spectator in the first <laughs> row was making a buzzing sound. He walks over the umpire, has the, the person kicked out, like because he can't handle some <laughs> buzzing, like while he's going to serve. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of him. Like, how can he even hear that? For, it's like the. The spectator's like 30 feet away, 20 feet away. I don't know. It just seems like uh got to be more locked in than that. You got to clear the mechanism. You got to focus in. And I'm all for uh, I'm for cheering during points in tennis, man. I'm not. Uh, I'd like to see some like uh, getting rowdy, see some noise. I don't I don't like the, the quietness. But yeah, I'm not not a huge sense of pass fan. No, me neither. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll root against him typically as well. Um, I'm all for cheering. You know what? The, during movies, the movies are back. Barbenheimer, let's get laughing. Let's get sh- like shouting. Don't go in there. That's quite an aside. Um, here's someone coming up next on your list. That is an example. of. I, I'd probably root. For anybody against this person. So are we talking Holger Runa? Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Number eight, Holger Runa of Denmark, just 20 years old, played junior doubles with Alcaraz. Um, he's got a ton of talent, like just really, really yeah. good player, showing a lot of promise, but he's a little prickly. He's very cocky. Uh, he's had some kind of, inc- he had an incident with Warinka where, uh, I think after the match, Warinka was kind of telling him, like, you, you need to cool it and not be so cocky. And they kind of got into it. And uh, so he's got that to deal with. Uh, but really good player. I think I think he'll win multiple slams in his career, honestly. I think he I think we're talking about him lower on this episode than we did one year ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, I so I would put like, you know, Djokovic Alcaraz, I think one step below them, center. And Runa and maybe Medvedev. I, I would put like Zverev and Sitsipas another step below them, like a, a third tier, like second tier after Djokovic and, and Alcaraz. I'll, I'll put Runa on that second tier for sure. I think I suffer from the thing of like, uh, I'm a bald man who has the, the mature face of a full man from his 20s to 70s so and when Runa's, I w- you know what he's got he's got the adorable baby face and so it's always a rivalry between us when i uh first met you and we were probably 19 i honestly like thought you could pass for like a 32 year old man and like i don't think you've aged a day since then like literally what you look like now is what you look like when you were 19 exactly <laughs> that's that's I don't, I don't, I don't plan to look, I plan to look even better. 
Dude, aging in reverse, man. When I'm dead. Like a Number fine one. Um, so we're, we are fans. Let's bring the positivity back to the podcast of Hubie, her catch. Hubie. Love him. We, we love Hubie. Uh, we love the, uh, we love the polls and, um, Hubie's huge. He's super tall and muscular and, um, just sort of like a deliverer of pretty good tennis performances here at number nine. Like, like he hasn't really been like a, a slam threat, but I want to know if he's been a little bit inspired by his, again, digging into this sort of uh, season we took off here in the off season. Uh, after the, you know, when we stop paying attention to tennis a little bit and they start doing a little bit more like nationality based competitions, he's playing with Iga. He's playing doubles. He's playing with Poland. Iga's a champ. Maybe she's, maybe she's embedded a little bit of that winner's edge into Hubie and he, and he's going to bring that to uh some of these other tall handsome devils here in the top 10 learning the winning ways from Iga huh love it I think so I just like if you like saw Hubie at the grocery store like are you thinking he's a top 10 tennis player in the world like I, I feel like uh like when he like no not when he's <laughs> not when he's like running or like or actually playing tennis but like when he's walking on the court like his his gait just looks like a, a just a normal guy. Like he doesn't like when he's walking. I, he just doesn't look like that athletic to me. But he obviously is. But what did we learn about the Serbian Renaissance last year? <laughs> I don't remember. Djokovic and Jokic, mm. big doofy white guys. Unstoppable last year. I think the Serbian Renaissance ends this year in 2024. Okay. Interesting. So Nuggets aren't going to win it. You think Djokovic wins a, a slam this year? Yeah, probably two, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so that's the end of the Renaissance. <laughs> two slams. It's it's the fading of it. Do you want to welcome in honor again? This episode is supposed to represent the whole season, but the Australian Open is right on our fingertips. Do you want to welcome an Australian into the top ten? Ring a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. One of my favorite players on tour, Alex Demonar of Australia, nicknamed Demon. Uh, so he's still just twenty four, which kind of surprised me. It seems like he's been around for a while. Uh, Number 10 is the highest ranking of his career. Uh, let's see. So I, I did some research into the start of his 2024. So heck of a start. So at the United Cup, which is the team competition we were just talking about, uh, he's had three top 10 wins already in 2024. Beat Taylor Fritz, uh, beat Novak in straight sets, and beat Zverev. Uh, his win over Novak was his first win over world number one. So he's got that notch in his belt now. Um, and that was Novak's first loss in Australia since the 2018 Aussie Open, which is just crazy to think about. So Novak obviously dominates in, in Australia at the beginning of the season, man, because he's in shape. Everybody else is trying to play their way into shape. But yeah, so heck of a start for Demon R here in 2024. 
Um, he's the first Australian male player to be in the top 10 since Leighton Hewitt in 2006, which I just think is Whoa. crazy. Yeah. Um, he's also currently dating world number 56, Katie Bolter of the UK. Yes. Tennis relationship. He's, you know what? He's glowing up a bit too. When you see the tennis relationships form, um, the men especially gain a little bit of just panache and style from it because the women typically know what they're doing with their brand. And, you know, Damon, are, he's, he's, a, he's a cute guy, but get him the haircut, get him the clothes, get him like the Instagram profile. He's going to make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Endorsements. He's an sure. item now. He's playing really good tennis too. Really good. Disappearing from the top 10 is Casper, the friendly ghost, Rude. Casper uh, Rude, he's a tough competitor, and he has quietly made a huge showing um, in this and that, a Grand Slam. He famously uh, was right there with Alcaraz when Alcaraz won his first slam at the U.S. Open two years ago. Again, uh, there was no Djokovic present at that time, uh, but they went four sets. Rude has been to the French Open final the last two years. He lost to, you might know these guys, Nadal, Djokovic. Rude wants to win this French Open and he just doesn't want to play one of the greatest tennis players of all time to have to do it. Um, I don't know if he has it in him. I think if he comes up against Alcaraz in a French Open, and in for instance, if it's not if we're not going like three headed goat, he loses. But in other words, Casper the friendly ghost. When are we going to see you? When are you going to show up? But uh, yeah. Definitely um, competitive. Yeah, he's been, uh, he hasn't won a slam, has he? He's been to some finals there, right? Or at least one final? Correct. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, yeah, he's, he's been in the top 10 for a while. Obviously, a good player, but hasn't gotten over the hump yet. So, at number 12, I got Taylor Fritz of the United States, 26 years old, um, has a career high ranking of number five. Uh, he was also featured prominently on Netflix's Breakpoint. Currently, the highest-ranked American male player. Um, obviously, we we talk a lot of Fritz on this pod. We have we did last year. Um, he's you know one of the American male threats that could hopefully uh, make a run at a major, along with Shelton and Tiafo, Corda, Tommy Paul, um, some other names there that could hopefully make a run at one of these majors. Fingers crossed. Um, but he's got a huge forehand, super fun to watch. So, yeah, hopefully he makes a run. He plays with, you know, having having now watched tennis podcast level seriously for a while, he really plays a lot of fire. It's like a, a silly thing to say about anybody because anybody is screaming and smashing their racket. Um, but he he really, you can see the intensity like just in his eyes and, and, and he celebrates the points big. So, um, 
I think Taylor Fritz is due for a really big year. He, he, he he's shaky on this mantle as the top American player. Mm-hmm. Male, sure. true or false? Oh, I, I yes. think that could definitely change by the year end for sure. Yeah. He would do well to to feel that shakiness and and, and rise above, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost, etc. I have an unfortunate uh run in again with our the timing of our research and the rankings because I feel like Gregor Dimitrov deserves a Joe Hallman level uh call here. And I, I'm a big Dimitrov. I don't fan. have him. So okay. So I I've, tell I've, us about him then. I've been a big Dimitrov fan. So he's just won uh a tournament in Brisbane a couple days ago, beat Runa in the final. So he's playing well to start 2024. Uh hell yeah. <laughs> he's like uh, been like a fixture in the top 30 in his career. He's like I think he's been in the top 10 before. I could be wrong about that. Um, but he's kind of like modeled his game after uh, after Federer. They play a very similar style. Got the one-handed backhand. Uh, but he's like, I, I feel like he's like a really nice guy uh, just from watching his interviews. Um, and he's kind of like a, an older guy on tour, I think. He's got to be. He's 32. So he's been around. Uh, he's been to several semis of slams. Obviously, never gotten over the hump. So he, his career high ranking was number three back in 2017. So he's, oh, a, yeah. he's a heck of a player, yeah. And then I have Tommy Paul next. You can tell me if you did any research on him, but um, I did. I mean, we, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we love Tommy Paul. He he's extremely cool. Uh, the New Balance outfits are. Very, very cool. Um, his, his girlfriend, Paige Lorenz, is gunning. She's gunning for the, the girlfriend of tennis. Um, sh- her brand, Dairy Boy, had an opening in Manhattan and had another one in L.A. later this year. Huge, huge, massive successes. For the people that are listening to the I'm glad these people are listening who actually don't watch any of the tennis and they just want to know about the people. She's the biggest star of this podcast. She she is like Djokovic and Coco. Um and so I understand she moved in to the Florida house slash training center with Tommy this year. Hopefully she's keeping the entertainment high because when we started the podcast, what we understood, Joe, is that. Tommy always had the potential, but he just didn't care. And he was just partying the whole time. <laughs> and he literally, there was a new, there was a story that he like took a, a, a hard line to turn it around and, and be a little joke, more Djokovic. And he had an amazing year last year. He was in the Australian open semifinal. Mm-hmm. And he was a, a real force in the U S open final yeah. until he came up against Ben Shelton, who was, who was, Flying on a magic carpet. I mean, this yeah. this is a hardcore threat. Uh, let's let's do another. Bing, bing, bing. Uh, we're gonna get our sounds down. We promise you guys. Uh, let's do Tommy Paul to the quarterfinals, Australian Open. Lock it in for me. Wow, big time Australian prediction. Australian Open. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Okay. All yeah, right. he's he's one of those guys that like he's not a huge hitter like some of these other guys. 
but he's just a grinder. Like he'll uh he'll run around, he'll mm. get the balls, like, yeah. He's a good player. And so he uh this is my story. So in summer of twenty twenty, when COVID was rampant and there was like no live sports. So Tommy Paul and Riley Opelka like lived in a mansion together in Florida and they had a tennis court in their backyard and they, the tennis channel would televise uh, them just like playing like uh, exhibition matches, like just the two of them in their, in their backyard tennis court. And I watched it because there was no live sports on at the time. So thank you, Tommy <laughs> Paul and Riley Opelka for entertaining us in the summer of 2020. All right, where are we now? We've uh, we've gone off our odds evens. So I'm I'm looking at 15 Karen Hatchinoff. I didn't do any research on. Yeah, Karen Hatchinoff. Uh, listen, he looks like the Hemsworths. Get him in the mix there. The lost yeah. Hemsworth, Karen Hatchinoff. You're seeing it. So he's, I was just going to say, he's a, a big guy, big, powerful player. Uh, and he's been like kind of knocking on the door, went to the semis of the Australian Open last year. So he's, he's been, he's done well in this tournament in the past. So maybe he'll make a run this year. Went to four sets with Sissipas. That was in the semis. Maybe last another year? player that, yeah, in the semis, wow. maybe. Maybe another player that I don't know if we're willing to say on nice point yet that we're like, watch out, but certainly not someone you want to run into. Yeah, no, for sure. He's a heck of a player. Total athlete. Six foot six. So I've got Ben Sheldon at 16. Oh, we're confused. We're, we're, we're. I'll do Tiafo though, no problem. What do you think about Shelton this year? So Shelton is just 21 years old. Uh, yeah, like I said, ranked 16. So splashed onto the scene last year with a run to the quarterfinals in the Aussie Open um, in his first yeah. full season on tour. Pretty incredible. And then uh, he he made it to the semis of the U.S. Open last year. Just and that's when he was touching like 149 on his serve. <laughs> just nuts that was like some of like the best tennis or like just like a i like remember that moment when he hit like 149 on his serve and he was like when they were in the tommy paul match that was just a good memory from last summer for me um but between the aussie open and the u.s open last year he did have a stretch where he didn't play that well i think like i i remember them saying during the u.s open he went like a, a long time, like a month or two without winning consecutive matches. Like didn't win two matches in a row. Um, so it did kind of, I mean, it's his first full season on tour. He's going to hit some bumps, obviously, but looked amazing in that U S open. And he's like, I, I think by the end of this season, here's my prediction. If we got a bing, 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 uh, he'll be the top ranked male U S player by the end of 2024. Wow. Wow. So, at, for, I don't know, for anyone who's listening who is not, who's more in enjoying dipping their toe in versus having watched many years, the Ben Shelton thing was 
not a huge like national sports thing, but with within national tennis sports thing, like it was like a crazy badass, like someone landing on the scene type of moment. You know what I mean? Like, like it was like Olivia Rodrigo driver's license. It was like, we didn't know about this person's existence. And now everybody knows within this context. Uh, and that was, that was really cool. And his whole U S open was, was really badass. And then he lost to Djokovic. Yeah. Um, and so Sheldon's known for the, uh, the phone call celebration. And when Djokovic beat oh, him, man. He, like, he hung up the phone. Do <laughs> you remember that? He like did this. Oh yeah. That was <laughs> so, so cool. If you can find your way to YouTube and watch Shelton phone celebration and then watch Djokovic phone celebration. <laughs> um, it was cold. It was really cold. Um, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen Djokovic do. Um, I don't know, Joe, I don't to get into the, to, to grind it out late in the episode here with like what we actually think. I think this could be a tough year for Sheldon. I mm, a sophomore. He's slump. on the, he's on the, he's on the map now. Everybody's mm. now bringing their best game. He's still really young. Um, I don't know that he has every surface down. And like you said, he had a little phase where he was losing a bunch of matches. But last year, if you went out in the first or second round of the French Open, I don't, I don't think we really, we weren't <laughs> roasting him on the pod. Uh, you know, doing doing a lot of pontificating. He, he might have a little bit more pressure this year after that coming out party. So mm, that's a good take. I like that I take. Hope... I disagree Thanks, with Sean, you, but that's an interesting that. take. Francis Tiafo, um, talk with me about it since, since they switched rankings here. I mean, do you, th- are we, are we giving up on it? I mean, I mean, oh, I'm not at all. This, this, no this American, this American carousel, we talked about it last year is, is sort of like, there's so much promise, but you can't really tell there's not a, there's not a cocoa and there's not like a, there's not a front runner. Um, you said you think someone else will be at the top besides Fritz at the end of the season. You think Shelton is the biggest threat? I, I, I tend to agree in the long term versus what I just said. Um, I mean, what is, is, is Tiafo just like a wrecker now? Like, like of other people's brackets or does he have a real shot to, to go to a let's just say go to a final. I know I know Djokovic is still standing up there. Oh, I think so for sure. I think he's definitely a threat to go to a, a, a major final for sure. I think he like uh, he's got a huge fan base. Like I feel like uh, especially if it's at the U.S. Open, like crowd's going to be on his side. He's going to have some juice. Uh, I, I'm like he's probably my favorite male player on tour. Or he's at least up there for sure, and like uh, I think he's definitely. I think he could win a slam, honestly. If he if he plays, he's been my uh, favorite for a long time. If he plays up to his potential, for sure. Or if he if he's playing well, I think he could definitely definitely uh, win a win a slam. Like Ans Jabur, he'll mess around with the shots a little bit. Mm. He's a little cheeky. 
Yeah, he, but not then quite he's as like, much, but a little bit. Right, he's got like he's definitely got the power too, though. Like I, I love his game. Welcome to the top twenty and to the inaugural episode, Nicholas Jerry. Nicholas Jerry at eighteen. Who is this guy? I don't think we've <laughs> ever said his name on the podcast before. So I no, I think you mentioned him. I remember you talking about him. He like he like beat somebody at like Wimbledon in like the second round last year or something. I've, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you you mentioned him or he maybe oh no I think he oh this is what it was he uh okay or maybe we just talked about in our group chat he like won a set against Alcaraz in the second round of Wimbledon he he didn't get beaten got it sets so that's what it was but I think that was our introduction to him but yeah he's from Chile 28 years old big player six foot six yeah he took Alcaraz to four sets in the third round of Wimbledon last year. Um, so his best finish at a slam is the fourth round of the 2023 French Open. So pretty good 2023 Huge. for him. Uh, he had three wins over top 10 players in, uh, in 23 as well. So yeah, pretty good year. Um, my, uh, my shoes I have, uh, new balance shoes. They're Tiago's Cole producer. Cole feels like you're like a sneakerhead. Do you know what? New Balance Tiagos are? I'm not, no. Not familiar. I thought he would be, but... <laughs> but I don't think, but I'm not positive whether or not they're connected to Tiago Saboth Wild from Brazil, who uh, beat Medvedev in the first round of one of the slams last year. You remember that guy, Joe? Yeah. I, I had not heard his name in a while until you just said it, but yeah, I do remember. <laughs> well, I either do or don't have his uh, branded New Balance shoes. Um, I thought Tiago's in reference to former San Antonio Spurs center Tiago Splitter. They might be those. Had a, a pretty infamous one-handed dunk attempt against the... Miami Heat in the 2013 finals and LeBron skied up and met him at the rim for a pretty iconic block. Not oh, that yeah. Tiago, it was apparently. legendary. That was <laughs> legendary. Congratulations, Tiago. So I had Cam Nori at 19, which I didn't do any research on. Uh, well, shout out. Uh, we like to see the English here, you know, making an appearance. Um, as you said, Katie Bolter, we're, we're, man, since the empires fell around to the turn of the last century before this one, um, the U S and the UK are like in similar positions. Like we're just sort of like licking our wounds of like, um, what, what, what used to be, what could have been. and. It's true in tennis too. We got a lot. We got a lot of great players that um, are super promising, but we're not really sure who's gonna who's gonna make the jump. So Cam Nori uh, seems cool. Yeah, he you had know, a good. We'll see good, about him. Good year the last couple of years. So he yeah, made it sure, to the of course. Yeah, Wimby, uh, Wimbledon semifinals in 2022. So he's a major semifinalist at least once. So yeah, he's had a nice uh, nice run the last couple of years. We're waiting on all the guys. Um, do, you, do you have anything significant about Manorino? So Manorino, ranked, currently ranked number 20, 35 years old, uh, one of the older players on tour. 
Mm. Like he, he's been around a long time, but he's like, if you get a chance to watch him, uh, I highly recommend that he's like very, uh, uh, unorthodox game. He's a lefty, very crafty, kind of like a weird form on his shots. Um, and he's just very interesting. I think he, he likes to play a lot of drop shots as well. But yeah, I, I highly recommend watching him anytime you can. I'm sure, uh, you know, he'll be a little spoiler in the Australian. Open. Oh, I had one thing I forgot that I wanted to say about uh, Nicholas Jerry. This is a good uh, chat GPT prompt that, that I was trying to figure out. So... In South America, the predominant tennis country is Argentina. When do you think is the last time? I don't know the answer, so don't don't sit there and try to guess it because I was I'm dying to know. When do you think is the last time that the top ranked South American tennis player uh, was from Chile or any other South American country besides uh, besides um, Argentina on the men's side? So we had a. Uh, Beatrice Haddad Maya from Brazil on the women's side, but Argentina just has sort of like a dominant culture. And I, I wonder if it was like, oh, it was like a year and a half ago, or if Nicholas Jerry deserves a little uh, chili shout out here. Hmm. That's something I don't know the answer to. South American fans, get on it, argue over it. Let's go back through the Bill Connolly ESPN top 10 of the Americans and uh, any hold that door. Wait, hold that door. Hold that door. Uh, so I've got some non-Americans for that. Do you want to talk to the American? Okay, good. Yeah, let's run through. Um, Fritz is number one. Is, is that a no question or do you think that's a question? Uh, I mean, for now, it's probably okay. how I would rank it, but I mean, it's it's pretty close, I think, for sure. Yeah, two, two. Ben Shelton. Um, yeah, like I said, by the end of twenty twenty four, I think he'll be one. Three is Tiafo. So a little respect there. Um, I think in the middle of last season of our podcast, it was kind of the Fritz Tiafo, uh, and then some other promising guys show. Ben Shelton became the promising guy. Uh, who's number four? Four, Sebastian Corda, who's just 23. Yeah. So he's kind of a, a longer, taller guy. He's 6'5". Um, he's currently ranked 29, has a career high of 23. Uh, he has one ATP title, which was a 250 event. Um, so if you remember, last year at the Aussie Open, made a run to the quarters. So he, yeah. he looked really good at the Aussie last year. Uh, hopefully he can repeat that again this year. Um, and like he's like we've mentioned, one of the American men in the next decade that could could be a threat for a slam title. I think uh, some interesting tidbits for him: his dad Peter Corda, former world number two and Aussie Open champ in 1998, and uh, his mother was also a top 30 tennis player. And his sisters, Jessica and Nellie, are on the LPGA Tour as professional golfers. So, very athletic family. And I think they're, like, both uh, really good. I think they're, like, they've both been in the top ten on the LPGA Tour, so. Let's go. The LPGA comes through, uh, not just Toledo, but even Sylvania, Ohio, every year. What's the course in Sylvania? Big uh, Highland Meadows. <laughs> 
It used to be it used to be called the Jamie Farr. Jamie uh, Farr. That's a story for another time. You can look that one up. Huh. Um, so Tommy Paul was salty about his number five position on this list on ESPN. He commented right on the post. He said, "Good thing Connolly doesn't uh, do our rankings." Wait, IRL. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Wow. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He said, how, Maybe he's how do you got me at five? <laughs> I mean, I'd have to agree with him. If we're just ranking, like, currently. At, at you know, under Kudla, that hurts, you know. But uh, but other than that, yeah, yeah, maybe, than, maybe a mean, position. I, I'd put him at four, yeah. Or, like, three or four, if we're just talking, like, right he now. He lost to Shelton head-to-head in yeah. the U.S. Open. yeah. I put him ahead of quarter for sure, though. But he was he was a little salty, which we love to see. Yeah. So yeah, we talked about Tommy a little bit already. At six, Riley Opelka. So he is six foot eleven. Uh, he's twenty six years old now, so he's kind of missed a beast. Some, yeah, yeah. He's missed some time, like the last uh, at least uh, the last year, and I think like year and a half with a slew of injuries. Um, I think he's unranked right now just because he's missed so much time with injuries, but he's his career high is 17. So he's been in the top 20. He's been up there. Uh, he didn't play a match from August of 2022 until October of 2023, when he made a comeback at a challenger event. He won his first match there and then had to withdraw in his second match due to another injury. Um, and I believe he has now pulled out of the Aussie open this year. Um, but he's like, I mean, he was like, obviously a former top 20 guy. He's got the talent to be like a, you know, a perennial top 30 type of player. Uh, interesting tidbits about him. He was the best man at Taylor Fritz's wedding. Yeah. (laughs) And then my other tidbit, uh, at the 2022 U S men's clay court championships, Opelka won the title against John Isner, who's six ten. It was the tallest ATP tour final in the open era. Isner's descendant. That is cool. This on Connolly's part might be a little bit of list uh, fancifying. Um, if we haven't seen him play in that long, I don't think there's any reason to have him here. Mm. I have JJ Wolf at number seven. Oh, probably my favorite player. Uh, again, I talk about the Midwest uh, dichotomy. I, w- I was happy to see Michigan win yesterday. JJ Wolf would be disgusted to see me say that because he's a Buckeye. Um, but I love you too, JJ. Uh, he is just awesome to watch play. I don't think we've seen anything from him that suggests that he. He's going to take it to the higher, higher level. Um, but he, in case you haven't heard it on the pod before, wears long dangly earrings, a mullet, uh, typically has like some eye paint on. And when he serves, his bounce routine is to bounce it through his legs a number of times. Like Allen Iverson before he said, I mean, he, I mean, he's the coolest and typically Buckeyes are uh, are the coolest, so we love JJ Wolf. Cool ranking at number seven. Honestly, I, I think he's probably overranked. I want to hear who's eight and ten. So eight is Brandon Nakashima. Uh, so he's just yeah. twenty two years old, still a young guy. Yeah, 
Um, he's currently ranked 128, although he has a career high of 43. Um, wow. His best finish at a slam was the fourth round at the 2022 uh, Wimbledon, which I think I remember that. I think he might have beat somebody pretty good in round to the fourth round. Uh, played college tennis at Virginia for just one season. Um, hey, second shout out for Virginia on this pod. <laughs> and I think I must have skipped someone because I think there were three. And now I can't remember who. Uh, oh, who's Danielle Collins and now Nakashima. I think somebody else that we talked about went to Virginia as well. Uh, but yeah. So Brandon Nakashima, still 22. Uh, so he's uh, got a lot of years of tennis in front of him. So currently ranked 34 ATP is Chris Eubanks at number nine on this list. Seems a little this low. This is too low, right? Yeah, as much yep. as I love uh, Wolf and uh, and all these guys, um, Corda or, 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 or Opelka. Opelka. And, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they seem to think Eubanks was sort of like a one-hit wonder. Um, Eubanks is good. He, um, he's got like, like the best energy he's got a big smile he's like on the tennis channel um yeah he's he's got only good vibes which we've learned like translate to good success um too low for for chris eubanks which the atp will be the first to tell you he's ranked number 34 he just missed our inaugural episode I think he I think he could have a good year this year, honestly. Agree. He really played a played well the second half of last year. I think he could have a really good year this year. Yeah, he did. So number ten, we got Alex Mickelson. I think I'm not sure yes. if I'm saying that right. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like super familiar with him. I know I don't think I'd I've ever seen him play. I know I've heard some like tennis folks talk about him. But he's just nineteen. Uh obviously up and coming American male player is six foot four. Uh, always get talked about by like the the American tennis media. Um, currently ranked ninety four, which is also his career high. Um, he made it to the second round of Solid. the U.S. Open in twenty twenty three as a wild card, and that was his only Slam appearance so far. So, uh, the Aussie he, Open here will be his, uh, his second career Slam appearance. Um, he made his breakout in the Hall of Fame Open in Connecticut. Hmm. Right before that U.S. Open, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out Ethan Quinn. That's my Taylor Townsend of the men's side. Uh, I don't know if he's really any good yet. He's young. He came out of Georgia. Um, and he's in a cool Discover Card commercial. Okay, already cashing in on the endorsements. Love it. All right. Hold that door. Hold that door. Hold that door. I'm allowed to say it. We're not allowed to play the actual clip. Hold that door. Who has not been mentioned yet in this hours and hours long episode that needs to be mentioned? So someone I've got my eye on who I think could play really well in 24. And I talked about him a lot at the Aussie Open last year. Caught my eye there, Yuri Lahechka of the Czech Republic. 
Check tennis, okay. baby. So he's just 22. Yeah. He's currently ranked 32. Uh, has a career high of 29. Like I said, caught my eye last year in Melbourne. Um, so he uh, reached his first ATP final at Winston-Salem in, in 2023. Got to the fourth round of Wimbledon in 2023. Cracked uh, the top 100 back in 2022. Uh, I'm just a huge fan of this guy. Just kind of has like an all-around game, like no holes. Kind of like Djokovic. Just does everything well, it seems like. Uh, and he had a nice run at the Aussie Open last year. I'm a huge fan of him. So I, I, I think he'll uh, have a nice, nice year this year. All right. One for me. And for one of my hold that door players, I also did a Russian on the women's side. So who am I? Robert Oppenheimer. But I'm choosing another Russian. Ooh. Roman Safflin. So when we went through a little bit of 1000s history, uh, this guy surprisingly had won the Cincinnati Open. Most of the people that win thousands tournaments are also like top five, top 10 names, you know, uh, and he had won that Cincinnati tournament one year and he was like someone we had didn't know at all. Last year in Wimbledon, he went to the quarterfinal and he lost to Yannick Sinner. And then in the U.S. Open, uh, he didn't go too far, but he ran into Tommy Paul. So I think it's about time for him to sort of like crush and beat one of these higher seeds, and then he's going to have a little bit of leeway in front of him and end up uh, a little bit farther in the tournament. Mm. Roman Safflin. Yeah, he's uh, yeah had some really good results the last couple of years for sure. I like that pick. I, I'm going to go with my final pick, Arthur Fees of France. Not to be confused with Gael Monfils, but Arthur Fees, uh, just 19 years old. He's currently ranked 35, which is also his career high. So he won Ooh. a title in uh, Lyon last year. Um, he was the youngest champ in tournament history. Uh, his first ever slam appearance was the French Open last year. So he'll be making his Aussie Open debut here uh, next week. Just real powerful player. Uh, and he's like very muscular, very built. Uh, he's not like, uh, not skinny or uh, like some of the guys on tour are just pretty skinny. He's like, he's got some muscle on him, like super powerful player. Um, he made the 2023 next generation ATP finals in December of 23, which features the eight highest ranked players, 21 and under. Um, and he, he made it to the finals there and lost, but, uh, He's like showing some some big time potential. I think he's uh, gonna have a nice year here in 2024. And he won his uh, first match in Auckland yesterday, so a little tune up tournament for the Aussie Open. So playing well, beginning of 2024. Action! All right, guys, uh, thanks for sticking with us throughout that uh, those first two episodes here to kick off 2024. Thanks for still listening and sticking with us through our uh, hiatus. I think we're gonna keep doing the. Uh, take a little break at the end of each calendar year uh, before the Aussie Open starts. Um, but thank you for listening. I enjoy doing this. Uh, it's the, one of the highlights of my week for sure. I think uh, Joe and Cole do as well. So we appreciate uh, the listens and have a great day. <laughs> How bad was that? Well done. <laughs> I'm misty-eyed. Awesome. Thanks for hanging around. Uh, 
the tennis fundamentals, the serve, the volley, and the smash. This month we are doing tennis. What better way to take advantage of the great weather than with a game of tennis? I have no chance in the match. He's the number one in the world and I'm playing with the metal hit.